Ever meet someone who lied so well they seem like they were telling the truth? That's what we're talking about today at QueenMain.com. Well, that and the narcissistic cycle of abuse. Let's get going. My name is Angie Atkinson, and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. If that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. But first, do you have your coffee? I'm over here with hunk a hunk a burning cup. <laughs> this is the Elvis cup my son bought me when he was in Memphis. Do you guys remember it? I think we decided to name it hunk a hunk a burning cup, didn't we? <laughs> All right, let's do it. If you've ever lived with, worked with, or loved a narcissist, you've probably experienced a form of manipulation that I like to call narcissistic distortion. Have you heard of it? If you're currently struggling with a narcissist gaslighting, manipulation, and other toxic mental or emotional abuse, you know what I'm talking about. Narcissists have the utmost faith in their personal convictions, and they're no less convinced of their own lies than normal people are convinced of basic facts, you know, like the sky being blue and the grass being green. Narcissists actually believe their lies, and that is why they're so convincing, in my opinion. Well, they don't believe all their lives, but stick with me here, we'll get to that. For some especially charismatic narcissists, that blind self-faith becomes pretty contagious. That's because we're programmed to, to, to detect only lies that are blatant. And since most narcissists actually believe their own bullshit, they can be pretty convincing. To them, their twisted perceptions have become real. So real, in fact, that they seem to be the actual truth. I think that's why they pass lie detector tests sometimes. You feel me? Pretty telling, right? So let's talk about narcissistic personality disorder and cognitive distortions. According to my research, there's such a thing as cognitive distortions, which are often associated with nar narcissists, people with NPD, people that are narcopaths. I don't even know if that's a real thing. Narcopaths. And those in psychopathological states. These cognitive distortions are defined as exaggerated or irrational thought patterns that are believed to perpetuate the effects of psychopathological states, especially depression and anxiety. How about that? The first person to study these kinds of distortions was psychiatrist Aaron T. Beck. Along with his student, David Burns, Beck built up significant research on this topic. Burns' 1989 book, The Feeling Good Handbook, presented an overview of these twisted thought patterns along with his suggestions on how to eliminate them. In general, cognitive distortions cause people to perceive reality a little differently than everybody else around them, literally everybody around them. He's less likely to perceive events and situations the same way that most people do, he being he or she, the narcissist. These twisted kinds of thinking patterns that reinforce your narcissist's negative thoughts and emotions are a direct result of this. Simply put, cognitive distortion leads to an especially twisted perception of any situation for a narcissist. And that, my friend, is bad news for you. Narcissism and cognitive distortion give someone a real twisted mind. You can only put them together. Since a narcissist can't stand losing, he's got to twist the facts in order to suit him during an argument. This way he can maintain his always right status, that is to avoid taking responsibility for his behavior. So let's talk about a few different simple examples of cognitive distortion, shall we? So you can get the feel for what I'm talking about. So this kind of distortion, it's just one more way that you can be manipulated by a narcissist, basically. Here's a kind of funny example of how this works. I saw a meme the other day that had me rolling. Have you seen this one? It had a truck and the tree had been smashed into the truck. The narcissist blamed the tree for the accident, for being in, in the narcissist's way, instead of himself for driving the truck into the tree, see? So 
if you need of a bit of a twisted laugh, imagine your narcissist running a car into a tree and imagine whether they might try to twist it and say it was the tree's fault, would they? <laughs> or more literally, think about something they said very hurtful that was maybe during an argument and how they might deny it even if you ask them about it. They might say, well, that never happened. Sometimes even if you re repeat it back to him immediately, him or her, they'll still deny it. People with narcissistic personality disorder exhibit distorted thinking when they go back and forth between over-idealizing themselves and then completely devaluing themselves. In addition, they have a tendency to overestimate the importance of or significance of their abilities and talents. Interesting, right? When they have NPD, people frequently have fantasies of having unlimited power, success, or special talents. And these over-idealized beliefs about themselves can actually cause them to behave in ways that are arrogant or ruthless and entitled. Such behavior frequently causes a lot of conflict with others. For example, a person with NPD may ignore the social custom of, you know, waiting in a line to buy a ticket. <laughs> Instead, they'll get right in front of the line and think that they deserve to because they're more important than everybody else in that line. They don't even know those people. And so therefore, they're entitled to special treatment, right? Of course, people waiting politely in the line don't respond well and kind of like erupts, right? Of course it does. Eventually, the person with NPD is likely to run into a situation in which they realize they have some normal human limitations. Oh my goodness. When this occurs, then they're likely to find it extraordinarily difficult to cope with that realization. It's very hard for them. Any inkling of failure is hard for them to tolerate. The sudden realization of, you know, that their ordinary human <laughs> limitations are in place typically leads them to completely lose it. Going from over-idealized fantasy of unlimited success and special powers to a devastating and paralyzing sense of complete worthlessness and shame and defeat. It's another way for them to manipulate their, their victims. Clearly, this is just one more way they will manipulate their victims to get what they want. It's often used as part of the whole gaslighting process. They don't like it when people can see through their facade, okay? When challenged about harmful behavior, a narcissist is going to struggle to maintain that self that inflated self-interest. So even though you can see right through them, they need to feel good about themselves or they at least need you to think that they feel good about themselves. It's part of the game, you understand? Most narcissists aren't even aware of their textbook behavior and if you have the nerve to point it out to them, they will launch into another narcissistic rage and inevitably that leads to narcissistic injury, another level eight manipulation tactic we all hate. All of these tactics, gaslighting, distortion, everything, these are normally tactics used to further assert the narcissist's control over your life is what it all comes down to. They use it to isolate you. As you grow further isolated from the people outside of the narcissist, the spider web of control becomes much, much stronger and you become increasingly less in control of your life. Then there's the whole boundaries issue. Most narcissists have none when it comes to other people. And if you stop, and if you have the nerve to set a boundary in your life, they're going to relish the opportunity to step all over it and step all over you. Most narcissists fail to understand their boundaries and recognize that other people are individuals rather than extensions of themselves. The people who don't support the self-esteem of the narcissist are always expected to do so. They need to, whether the, nar the people who do support it, I'm sorry, need to. The narcissist fails to recognize the independence of that person. So what does it feel like to be in a relationship with a narcissist? Well, it puts you on a sort of scary roller coaster ride of emotions. The highest of the highs, the lowest of the lows. And they alternate sometimes so quickly that you start losing your grip on what you used to call reality. Your ability to reason is called into question so often that instinct kicks in and you go into survival mode. Apparent apathy. It seems to be apathy. And you begin to feel okay about the isolation. You start to think, you know what, I don't really like people anyway. <laughs> And that's because a lot of times it's, it's easier to avoid people than to have to pretend that everything is okay for even one more minute. 
you slowly stop reaching out to your support system because you're tired of the whole, why don't you just leave that it's a bad thing, right? You stop being able to do the things that you used to do. You don't care anymore. Nothing feels important except how you're going to deal with the next incident. It's mentally exhausting, it's emotionally exhausting, and it causes you to develop symptoms of PTSD. CPTSD. Many health professionals say that long-term relationships with narcissists can actually cause a form of PTSD called CPTSD, which of course we've talked about before, complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Eggshells, numbness, and narcissistic supply. If you're in an active relationship with a narcissist, chances are you're at least part of his narcissistic supply. And that means he or she automatically requires your energy, your attention, your subservience. You spend your life walking on eggshells in order to avoid the wrath of your narcissist. Am I right? Or you have done that before. It becomes your primary function, which is exactly the narcissist plan, of course, because now your life's all about the narcissist. <laughs> yeah, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. You become una unable to deal with anyone's emotions or issues because you grow so numb as you deal with the narcissist. All you can deal with is a narcissist. Their harshness becomes commonplace, and often the victims teach themselves to sort of numb out in order to protect themselves from further psychological damage. So what happens when you're discarded? We're gonna talk about that. The discard phase, we all know it, and whether your narcissist actually leaves you or you just get the old silent treatment, you know how painful it can be, right? As you probably already know, if you dare to stand up to the narcissist on any subject, you might as well prepare for war. The rage and narcissistic injury is going to rain down on you like a proverbial shower of fire and pain. Make any valid point that's about the narcissist or anything less than, oh my god, you're so amazing, and understand that the narcissist will find a reason to not only negate it, but also to twist it around and make it not about what you're actually saying, but make it all about how you're wrong somehow. We call that the narcissistic flip around here. In many cases, this leads to the discard phase, whether they physically leave you or they just give you a horribly uncomfortable silent treatment. At least they mentally discard you and potentially are already looking for your replacement, whether they admit it to you or not. And to you, that just might feel a little bit like the world is ending. But don't worry, that's exactly what they're going for. <laughs> then the predator becomes a victim. Once they're done with it, chances are they're spreading lies and twisted perceptions around to the people in your life and this can lead you to appear to be the problem which is exactly what they're going for you know that predatory bitch they just wish would love them the way they deserve to be loved according to them for you it's just another tiny betrayal in a long line of them it's painful and poor little unwitting victim narcissist over there pretending that um everything is all about them and they're the ones in pain they're the ones being suffered suffering it's exhaustive it's stressful it's it's something you don't want to have to deal with but hey the narcissist will thrive right through it and they might even use their sob story to snare the next victim in the web oh yeah that's probably how they got you or it could be at least you heard about it didn't you denial is avoiding responsibility they're they're avoiding responsibility for their harmful actions to others they'll saying they're saying no it's not me i didn't do that i didn't do that it's it's a it's a common thing but the narcissist has learned to even lie to themselves they need to keep up the pretense of being a great guy and across time they they come to believe their own lies. Denial is being irresponsible at an unconscious level because the person is embarrassed to know the truth about their misbehavior. So let's put it all together. Let's get out of the fog, shall we? The pattern of constant mind games and manipulation leaves you feeling used up, empty, and lost. And often you fall into the narcissistic fog, which some people like to call fear, obligation, and guilt. F-O-G, fog. <laughs> you fall into that pattern. And we've all been guilty of it. I'm not like saying you're bet I'm better than you because I've been there too. I've done the I've done the fog thing, and and this leads you led us to eventually retreat and apologize again, beg for forgiveness yet again. You've got to love emotional blackmail, right? This kind of emotional blackmail is an incredibly powerful form of manipulation in which people close to us 
threaten directly or indirectly to punish us if we don't do what they want. The main tool of the trade, according to some people, is fear, obligation, and guilt. Imagine, the cycle of a narcissist has been completed one, once again. This is the cycle of a narcissist, okay? Have you been in one of those relationships? Now it's time for the question of the day. Question of the day is, have you been in one of these relationships? If you have, tell me about it, tell me about it. Have you experienced the fog, fear, obligation, and guilt? Have you experienced cognitive distortion? Spill it. Tell me in the comments, let's talk about it. Share your experiences. You might just save another survivor's life, for real, all right? I'm going to wrap up. I'll see you soon. Have a wonderful day. As always, thanks for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Hugs and love all. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.